Yes, you are. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Certainly love to have you along with the ride. You're going to be a part of the news and entertainment that goes on every single day. It's pretty simple. Like Hee Haul Aaron explains how it all works. Come on, Hee Haul. Aaron here. I listen to the John Curley and Gary Ellicker Show all the way from Agnew, Washington. That's right. You ain't going to find that on the map. But it's in between Squim and Port Angeles. Anyway, y'all ready for some newtainment? Yes, we are. Wherever you are there, hey, So how was Aaron able to leave that message? Oh, he went to the John and Sherry show Instagram page, Sherry, and he was able to click on a button that takes you directly to our voicemail. And then Aaron, just like Alan and the rest of the gang that's been leaving those, thank you very much. You can find it there, and who knows, you could kick the show off at 4, 3, 6, and wow, that's 5. Five. Five. <laughs> five. Yeah, for, for, can't keep track of me hours from and, and, and what's the button that they, what's the thing they click? Uh, oh, for that button. Joe, tell them all about it. That's the contact button. Oh, contact button. That's okay. right, Sherry. The contact button. Remember, this is important. No one's listening. Listen. Listen. Right. There you go. All <laughs> <laughs> uh, right. Um, boy, would the mother say that the 12-year-old that had a gun, 13-year-old brother has a gun, two guns, the brother of guns, well, the, the steal cars. Yeah, the twelve-year-old was a good guns. student. Yeah, right. But the the twelve-year-old was a good student. Thirteen-year-old, uh, the thirteen-year-old, not a not a good student. Str- gang str- stuff. Yeah, struggling in uh, in uh, history and then in um, language arts. But the the other twelve, the twelve-year-old with the other gun, that running away from police, um, good student. Mm-hmm. In the state of Washington, you can call you can charge the parents as well. They don't do it. Plus, I also looked up numbers because this is the, you know, the uh, they talk about excess death and excess uh, sort of uh, repercussions of our COVID canard when they lock down all these schools. So I saw the juvenile look at compared juvenile delinquency, 2016, 17, 18. Then you see 19. Then you see when they lock down the schools, of course, it goes way up. Then, OK, we're back out of it again. There's more than 10,000 kids that are delinquent. And then I heard Chris Wakedall say, oh, actually, the numbers are better. No, what they did was in 2018, 2019, if you missed uh, 10 days, then you were considered to be, you know, truant and, you know, you need to have interventions. What they did was to make that number look better, they rather than 10 days now to be truant to the point that the state has to step in. Oh, what they do to make it look better? Oh, oh, I see. They moved it up to 15 days. So they, they changed the metric on it. So by comparing 2023, 2024 to say 2018, 2019, they moved the number around. They made the number bigger so it looks smaller on truancy. Plus, the state is not stepping in. The judge is not stepping in. They're not sending because the parents could be fined. If the kids miss a certain number of days, the parents get fined. They're not sending fines anymore. They're not doing that anymore. There's more than 10,000 kids that have basically been disconnected from schools and 
they're just running around through the streets, robbing, stealing, hitting people, shooting and killing people. The juveniles that got broken from the schools and now are sort of free to just rain terror on the rest of us. But we don't have a justice system that makes the parent or the child accountable. So that's what you have. I'm sure that 12 year old is going to be at home um, in the, the, the loving care of the same place where the 13 year old came from as well. And I feel sorry for the mother, but I feel sorry for the person who was staring down the gun of the 13-year-old, the woman who gave up her car, and then the guy that refused to give up the car. Of course, the warning shot to let him know, oh, I'm not messing around. I'll fire off this, what, it was a 9-millimeter or something into into the air so that his brother can jump in the passenger seat and they can outrun the police. I mean, come on. Well, you know, the mother was the one that called 911 on her own kids. Uh Uh-huh. Listen, I'd I'd love to hear the call. Are you doubting? Release the call. I don't know. I want to hear the mom said. I'm sure she's terrified. Listen, every mom loves her kid. Not every mom's a great mom. But at certain points, state steps in and says, you know what? There's a serious problem in this house. We can start to see it when your kid is missing school. The state steps in and says, hey, they've missed five days. Come on in. We're going to put you on this plan. Make sure you're there. If you're not on the plan, we're going to intervene. We're going to set up separate counseling. We're going to do something with your grades. We're going to make you accountable. But that is the primary. We keep hearing the governor talk about how important it is that we, you know, we have to fully fund our schools. Okay, fully fund them. You've done that. You're taking as much money. You're not getting the good results, but you're not following up. There's entire giant sections of the law in the state of Washington when it comes to truancy. They don't mess around with it. In some states, they take the parent. The parent goes to jail. Kid misses school. They go. They find him. And every day the kid isn't there, they would find them like $25 or $200. Let me tell you something. If you're in a functioning, which a lot of these households unfortunately are not, if you start getting fined, you start to make the kid accountable. But there's, it's such a broken system all around, and they don't want to find the kid, and they don't want to bring them in because, oh, that's, you know, you know, you're finding more Asian kids than white kids, more black kids than white kids. You know, like every kid acts exactly the same. Each one of these kids, you know, depending on the color of the skin, they all behave the exact same way. So all the numbers, all the metrics should be exactly the same. So you've looked at the total number of kids that are not in school, not being accounted for. That crime happened at 830. The first carjacking happened at, I think it was 830, maybe earlier, on a weekday, school day. And it's tragic and it's sad because the kids go and join gangs and they're part of a gang thing. But we won't make them accountable. And that one kid a couple of months ago when he says, won't you send me home? And the judge is like, no. Why, why won't you send me home? The older boy was was also associated with a gang. So it could have been they may have done this before, but it could have been also a you know gang initiation where they had to go out and do this in order to prove something to the gang. And I get it. Listen, I mean, I can't imagine, but I can I, I can imagine, but I would never expect to be there if you're a kid. And you're not getting any protection. I talked to these guys that used to be part of this program that Union Gospel Mission ran. I said, why did you guys get in a gang? They said, if, you don't, if you're not in a gang, I mean, you're really vulnerable. It's, you know, it's primal. It's tribal. You're in this gang or that gang. If you're in the wrong gang, I told the story before. We're all sitting around talking, and it was the 118 was the name of the program. They would teach these kids how to do carpentry work. They would go into old houses and take wood out and then take the woods that were coming out of the floors and stuff. They could make benches and chairs and stuff. It was a great program. We're all sitting there. How many of you guys have been shot? I'll raise their hand. There's about eight of us there. 
Where? They pull up the shirt at the show. I said, where do you get, like, who, when, when do you get shot? Oh, if you go to a friend's funeral, that's often when you get shot. And this is a world that those of you listening, those of us talking, those of us driving home, whatever, cannot imagine where every day when you step out of that house, the reason you have a gun is because there's some kid walking towards you that might be in another gang. You know he's got a gun. So it's everybody's strapping up because you leave the house without that tool because it is a live life and death situation on a daily basis. And th- then you mix the crime in as well because for whatever reason you want to steal somebody's car. Mm-hmm. You cannot begin to even comprehend the stress of a 12-year-old or a 10-year-old or 11-year-old living in that house. But it is this, it is broken. And But don't forget, Dow Constantine wants to close down the $55 million, whatever it was, $127 million juvenile uh, uh, delinquent but jail because <laughs> systemic racism. Mm-hmm. <sighs> what a mess. Let's talk about the Stanley Cups. Okay. You know, I remember wearing the Flyers won the Stanley Cup, Sherry. Why? Perrant. Huh? Oh, oh, I thought you said, do you know why? <laughs> no, no, because they were the best hockey team in the league back oh, then. Sure. They suck yeah. now. Uh, isn't it weird that Stanley Cups, that the person that wasn't copyrighted, but you could buy a Stanley Cup? I looked at see how sales are doing. They're a little down right now, so they're releasing more colors. <laughs> so great. Oh, oh, for a limited time, this color Stanley Cup will be available. And now people are buying a whole bunch of them. Like, why do you need more than one? I know. I never understood that. I get why they, they're supposed to be really good, but why do you need 15 just because they're different <laughs> colors, and where are you putting them that people get to see it? Like, are you, do you have a cupboard with glass, you know, doors? The where Stanley can Cup all display. See? Yeah, what is yeah. that? Stanley Cup display it's case. Weird. Oh, this is one of my favorite because it has the most amount this of lead. This company has sold over 10 million of Stanley's Quencher Cups. That's just one model of their many cups in their collection. And they've oh, also the generated an additional $680 million in sales since 2020. I mean, the marketing was really good where it kind of is um, sustainable in a sense. That's usually what you'll... It was what? What, what was it? Sustainable? I think. It's 2020. I mean, the marketing was really good where it kind of is um, sustainable in a sense. That's usually <laughs> what you'll hear when you ask someone about the Stanley brand. But recent claims about lead exposure in Stanley's drinkware has raised some red flags with consumers. Don't want lead in me. A class action lawsuit was... <laughs> don't want let in me filed against pacific market international the company that owns stanley last week by a seattle law firm in that lawsuit it says the person filing confirmed the presence of lead in her stanley cup using an at-home testing kit adding that the manufacturers and distributors for the company did not disclose the use of lead and had they did the purchase of that item would have never happened but according to the stanley faq page on their website they did address the use of lead in their products and assure customers that because of their durable and sealed stainless steel layer the lead pellet is inaccessible to consumers. That transparency is still not sitting well for some. I mean, it's good to know that they acknowledge it. They're not just like... Tra- Let me save everybody, I want people to get a job and to go do better in the world. Never start a sentence with, I mean. Joe? I mean... You don't need to start with, I mean. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. <clears throat> start with, I mean. You know, Trying even- to hide it under the rug. But like, I- I'm still not going to... 
go spend money on one. We reached out to Stanley to learn oh, okay. more about the ways consumers can identify whether or not their Stanley products have a defect that could expose them to the lead pellets sealed in their cups, but we have not heard back. <laughs> okay, there's going to be a TikTok challenge to find the lead and then stick it in your eye or something like that. It is a little worrisome because they say that there's this... Um, a pellet right this lead pellet mm. and then mm-hmm. they seal the vacuum it the, the kind of vacuum seal the insulator and all that stuff but people are saying over time with yeah. a lot of use if you don't have 400 to choose from they <laughs> that can get damaged and potentially have the lead leak out now i don't know if that's a standard thing for these tumblers for any tumbler if they all have lead in them but the Stanley yeah. cup is so um popular and mm. there are so many of them that people, I, I, I wouldn't buy one. I was talking to my brother a couple of months ago, and we were talking about Stanley Cups. And he goes, I think we spent most of our young life up until the point when we left the house and never drank one solid cup or glass of water. Mm-hmm. That's true. From the age of like zero to 17, we didn't drink water. There's no hydrating. He's just. We drank either um, cheap. My mom got into that cheap soda that you know, not, not RC Cola, but just something even like worse. Like it just says like Cola. <laughs> Shasta or something, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. That's bad. Bubble up. My mom would come home. I, I'm treating you guys with some bubble up. Like, <laughs> what? Shasta. You must have drank yeah. Tang. Tang? Oh, we went Tang for a while. The grape and the orange flavored yeah. Tang. Heard it. Move on. <laughs> and milk. We're out and play some basketball in the backyard. Yeah. 150 degrees, relative humidity, 96. Makes you feel like you're on the, the surface of the sun. You run in, just get yourself a big, nice, cool glass of milk. Oh. And no water. Then we drank water back in the 70s and 80s. All right? Right up and down. Uh, prove me wrong. Uh, let's see. Oh, this is kind of kooky. The Seattle-based home security company uh, confirms there is a glitch that does allow users to spy on other homes i wouldn't call that a glitch i'd call that a feature <laughs> depending on who you're looking at <laughs> exactly well, like the cairo seven's looking the at I it talked with says she has five of these wise cameras all around her home pointing towards the streets around 7 30 this morning eastern time two of those cameras were offline when they came back on she saw a woman walking from room to room in a home in another time zone if I got to see something that was just a regular lady walking around. Oh, a regular lady. Uh-oh. What was somebody else seeing? So that was also the disgust right there. Disgusted Hello, regular and lady. outraged is how Chelsea... Wait, well, why was she disgusted? Wait, why was she disgusted? Well, it was creepy. I mean, if you see into somebody else's house, that's pretty right weird. There. Disgusted and outraged is how Chelsea Allen says she feels after realizing she's watching footage from someone else's wise camera. Benefit. Feature, we call that. That's a feature. <laughs> uh, okay, and if you'd like, you can just click here and here, which will allow you to look at anyone at any other time zone, but and you can filter it if you just want to look at regular ladies. <laughs> <laughs> There's a button for regular ladies. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of our customers <laughs> like to watch the regular ladies. <laughs> Oh my Jesus. God! Let's, let's sell this thing, Ed. Oh my gosh, feels an edge. 
some tragedy at the end. Let's see. Captive devices, but didn't elaborate on what that means. The last update coming in around 11.30 a.m., telling people if their cameras still aren't working to reboot them. Um, last week, I was asking my sister what her social security number was. That security breach happened today, and she happened to read me her social security number. There's a possibility that that sound with her number is floating into somebody else's account. Before mm. walking out of the Wise mm. office earlier today, I left my email and phone number saying they can call or even text me to answer. Or <laughs> just watch me in my house. <laughs> question on how this happened, what they're doing to fix the issue, and what they're doing to prevent future breaches like this from happening, but I never heard back. For now, live yeah. in Kirkland, Brittany Tulis, Cairo 7 News. One of the yeah. funniest things about that story is that Brittany Tulis goes to their offices, which is in Kirkland, to go, yeah. you know, to knock on doors sure. and demand some answers. And there's like the door is open, it's unlocked, there's stuff everywhere, there's boxes and computers, and nobody yeah. in there. And she's like, hello, hello, is anybody in here? And somebody. Somebody they, they pokes don't need her security, head out. right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she yeah. Goes, and she's like, ah, I don't know. nobody's here you can talk to. She's like, I hey, hear hey, voices Joe, over Joe, there. No accents. No, no accents. sorry, yeah, my bad. No. Yeah, hey, Joe, mama. Well, just goes to show you the cameras work. You need to lock your doors. Yeah, no. Why open? Uh -uh. I would have just yelled, "Regular lady, regular lady." <laughs> I would have come out and yelled, "Hello to my little friend." <laughs> That's what I would have said. All right, Teeny, get ready. Teeny's good. Wow. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Teeny. Ugh. She's got a kilt on, Sherry. That's a throwback joke. Those of you listening oh, and enjoying the podcast. All right. your makeup brushes. <laughs> Again, you're like, what? What are you talking about? I don't understand. Yeah. Okay, yeah. This is the this is the thing about the, the podcast. We're the live show. What we're doing here. That if you're missing any of this stuff, you got to go back. We're not going to go back for you. It's like missing a day of school. The teacher's not going to go. Oh, for you know, for Tommy who missed yesterday, he had a fake fever, and the, it just keeps on going. But the podcast go back. All these jokes just come to fruition. They're like beautiful flowers. Um, it's a dating app. I don't think really these people are considered to be rich. The dating app requires users to have a credit score of six seventy five or higher to join. Oh, six seventy five. Right, that's not. That's that not high. Outrageous. <laughs> that's still, it's good, right? That's, if you're looking at the little arrow, it's pointing to good. I would say that's probably a good one. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's better, okay. Better than, now, better than 520. Yeah. Now, you don't, you don't have to, you don't have to share your credit score, but you do have to show that, and they will run a credit check before you're allowed to be on the app. And the reason is they say, they did a survey or there are surveys out there that show that 45% of couples argue about finances. One in four uh, said that finances are one of their greatest challenges. So they mm -hmm. think that if somebody is relatively stable in their, you know, with their with their with their money, that right. that would be a better foundation for a relationship. Yes, it is the three things, three biggest things that couples argue about. One is in laws, two is money, and the third is nookie. Those are some of the things that people tend to kind of starts the big conversations that end up with somebody crying. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Mostly the men. Sure. <laughs> All three of those. Right. Oh, you could, by the way, you could put that argument together and move all those pieces around like a mad lib and you'd have that same conversation with anybody. <laughs> Speaking of money, can I just throw this out there? 
get this nice looking letter in the mail from somebody. I don't know when this started. I don't know this kid. Nick knows him. I don't know him. Never seen him. Know nothing about it. But oh, it's a picture of him in his graduation gown or a cap and gown. Uh, it's like a bill, an invoice. I'm supposed to send money because you graduated from high school. Have you seen these things? <laughs> well, why? I've why? I've, yeah, yeah, I've but, gotten that. But I, I mean, for people that I know, they've sent not really invitations, but the announcement that they're graduating, and then you're expected to give them a hundred bucks or whatever. It why? Is. You know, okay, I could see like a niece or a nephew, maybe. Maybe. Yeah, for maybe. your niece or nephew. <laughs> Wouldn't you give, wouldn't you give them something? No. Well, okay. So when I graduated from high school, I made that same argument. Actually, I said to my parents, "I'm not sending it to Uncle So and So. I haven't seen him in 12 years." Sending what? Say, like it's, so? This has been going on that long that a bunch of you know, scrummy kids that are graduated. Oh, you graduated from high school. Here, here's fifty dollars or twenty five dollars. So you send those things out like bills, like invoices to people. I've never heard of this personally. Sure, sure, he started. Oh it, yeah, no, I know. I, I've spent I've spent hundreds of dollars on kids' graduation presents. Many of whom I I I know their parents. I don't know them. And in fact, there were two kids that I sent a hundred bucks to because they were graduating, and one only one of them sent me a text that said thanks. <laughs> oh, oh, a text. Nice. I know. But you're easy pickings. It's like, send one to your Aunt Sherry. She never had kids. They've got money. And then you're like, you're just, just like shooting fish in a barrel. You're like, oh, here's 100 for you. Here's well, you, you know, if, you. You're, if you have a relationship with the parents, you certainly don't want them to, to think you're being cheap. I don't get it. If I, my, my Charlie wanted to send him out, I said, what? Are you kidding me? You, you you didn't even graduate. <laughs> like it was sent him out. Like what, you're one point four. I can you give me a list of some of your friends so I can send him? No, absolutely not. When did that happen? But all of a sudden you'd send something out. Oh, I graduated. Hint hint. Maybe it was your grandmother who hands you a bunch of pennies in a bag that she cleans in a thing of bleach <laughs> and water. But like not somebody else. I got the thing. I was like Liam Neeson. I was like, I don't know who you are. I don't know what you want. I'm just like looking at that thing. Like, are you kidding me? Wait, okay, so it was send a complete, you money. a complete stranger. Nick knew him, so she's defending him. I said, whoa, 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 whoa. Last time you talked to him, um, there's no way are we sending him money? <laughs> no way. Even my kids graduated from high school. Charlie didn't because they closed the schools down and then they pushed everybody through. That was the greatest thing that ever happened for her. But for Rye, same thing. Rye didn't, well, neither, well, never mind. Neither one of my kids graduated. So no money for them. But even if it was, I wouldn't have given them money. Why? For what? For doing what they're supposed to do? Well, no, it's a marker. It's something that you want to congratulate and tell them you're proud of them. And there's a reward at the end of that. So you say, Thank you for being responsible enough to do this, do this, do this, and here, therefore, here's some money. I'm proud of you. Yeah. Thanks for getting up every day, going to the bathroom, getting in the bus, going to school, and coming home. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> uh, David uh, in Moses Lake wants your address so he can introduce you to his kids, Sherry. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Send him to Sherry's house. And knowing me, I'd send him something. Yeah. So. Yeah, well, and what do you determine the value to be like? Let's see. I 
barely know this person, $50 for you. Well, it's, again, most of these kids I don't know, but I know their parents. I thought you are worse. Yeah, that is worse. I don't don't even think... for something as big as a as a graduation, I don't think you can go under fifty. I think fifty to a hundred is is about what you need to for spend. For a stranger? Oh my god! Yeah, I mean, I I usually give fifty to a hundred if it's learn if some it's, economics. Here's some economics for you, Sherry. Stop it. You're an easy well, touch because you feel I don't know what you're feeling, but like a hundred dollars to somebody. Okay, let's say, you know, Jimmy sends you the thing. There's a picture of him. There's the thing, you know, a graduate or whatever. If you haven't spoken to Jimmy, you ready? In one month, he still gets money? (laughs) Oh, if I haven't ever spoken to Jimmy, but I'm friends with his parents and they send it to me, you don't think they're keeping track? You don't think they notice that you didn't send anything? Okay, then I I would get out a piece of paper and a pen. And I'd write down those their names, the friends' names. You know, oh, I know or, who they are. I'll okay. be down there. I know. I <laughs> mean, I don't. I don't need to write. <laughs> and them down. then I, would, I know. Who I'd they write are. Them, Okay, let's say they're okay. So it's uh, it's Glenn and Margaret. Okay, <laughs> okay, Glenn and Margaret. And then after I write their names down, I take the pen and I would scratch off Glenn and Margaret from my friends list. All right. I can't believe you no, this. No, because the friends are like, they're like, oh. Send it to Sherry. She'll give you money so we don't have to. No, I, this is I, I can't believe you don't know of this because it happens every spring. I get from a friend here and there and there and there. Their kids think now I may know the kids or at least have been introduced to them. But, yeah, this happens all the time. I mean, okay, I well, I, wait, OK, Jacob just crawled in here. Jacob, would you do this? Did you do that? I have not ever. Uh, nobody's. No, uh, no use. <laughs> All right, then. Okay. <laughs> Clears it up. Look at also, beautiful flowers. I mean, if you don't have it to send, that's one thing. But if you... Oh, I've got it. And the reason I've got it is because I don't send it. Okay. That's why I have it. <laughs> okay. Oh, my God. What if Nick sends it on her own? I, 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 I'm, when I finish the show at 7, I'm going to run in and throw the thing out. He's like, oh, he had had troubles. I'm like, not my kid. Not my kid. I'm going to AI or like computer generate a bunch of photos of kids with caps and gowns. I'll just send like 50 of them to your house. Right. And you'll have the return address, right? I had a friend who was very wealthy. She would spend no more than $50 on any gift. She'd say that's that's my limit. Even a wedding gift, she wouldn't spend more than fifty dollars, which is nothing for a wedding. Oh, upsie. Okay. You need to go get a gift card somewhere, like at Starbucks. <laughs> yeah, I'm, and I gotta go. I Tini, have to go, please. Yeah, me too. Let's go. Wilcox Family Farm Eggs. Sherry, proud to bring you the letters. Here comes that mailman now. Here he comes. There he is. What do you know? Don't mess with him. I'm the mailman. 
As you can see, I'm the mailman. Don't nobody mess with me. I'm the mailman. No. If you didn't know, I'm the mailman. Oh, I don't care. Mail to your door. Yeah, I don't mess with him at all. Okay, you ready? When you yeah. need one, toothpicks are the greatest thing ever. It's so true, Joe. <laughs> I'm Thank glad you, you reminded you. everybody of all of that. All right. We'll get the letter of the day. First, take care of all the rest. Here we go. Okay. Dave is in Polsbo? Polsbo. Mm-hmm. Polsbo. Okay. Hadn't heard that one before. I own a ti- an apology to Tiny Pickle. <laughs> Can we call her that from now on? Tiny Pickle. I suggested feeding her bugs and beetles, but I really want to buy this sweet little lady a tasty burger from her big- biggest fan in Polsbo. Polsbo. Mike at 425, uh, uh, thanks for the big spaghetti monster in the sky that the traffic guy comes in well-adjusted when you guys tossed him. Uh, And hey, John, do you realize how much these two compliment you? Your show is almost always hilarious. Who's the spaghetti monster? Thanks. Oh, that's a way of saying thank God. Yeah. Okay, all right. Oh, okay. Oh, well, uh, he did give us a compliment. Thank you, Mike. Appreciate uh, it. Appreciate it. Uh, here's Thailand Doug. Greetings oh, yeah. from the land of selective censorship. Yesterday, you, John, and Sherry were blocked from video, but Nate was shown with each traffic report. Ha ha. Hmm. Is Nate still the same color? I know in his contract it says that the wall behind him must be the exact same color as his skin. <laughs> Only on this screen in here, but yes. Okay, okay. It's weird. Uh, how does Spike have a good singing voice? Uh, Sherry, dear, um, mayhaps a duo uh, in the offing? Oh, Spike and you? Yeah, Spike and the Impaler. Spike's got a great voice. You yeah, guys should does. do something together. Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. we'll work on that. Uh, hydrating in the 70s, Michelle and Kirkland says, John, we drank Kool-Aid, certainly not water. Oh, that's right, Kool-Aid. Or at camp, mm-hmm. they called it bug juice. <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with RC Cola? 253 says, nothing. Everything. Long time in Olympia. <laughs> When I was growing up in the 60s and 70s, I would hydrate with that tasty garden hose water. That was good. I have to admit oh, that yeah. it was cold Me too. and really good. Uh, yeah, I loved no, it. No, not at first it wasn't cold. First, right. like, 10 seconds was really hot, and then a bee flew out and stung your lip. <laughs> uh, under his kilt, 425. Wait, what? Are, 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 you, are you telling me they, they keistered that stuff? Yes. That's what's called keistering? Oh, God. Teeny, you see that? I have to go, please. (laughs) Why? Dennis in Seattle says, hey, guys, I didn't know that Sherry's brother-in-law was Scottish. He is. Also, I think we finally know where that stolen radio tower went. (laughs) Wow. Good for you, Dennis. Go way back on that one. Way back. And now it is time for the letter of the day. Funny. Funny stuff. Okay. Thank you, Teeny. Sherry, I believe this one is all yours. A little help from uh, Jacob. There you go. Okay. This comes from Bubba in the 360. Hey, John, mm-hmm. you mentioned yes. Bubble Up. It reminded yep. me of a song I loved growing up, Rainbow Stew by the legendary Merle Haggard. The lyric is, we'll all be drinking that free bubble up and eating that rainbow stew. You know what for Bubba? In the in 360. I'll be drinking that free bubble up and eating that rainbow stew. Yeah. When we find out how to burn the water, Yeehaw. and the gasoline car is gone. When an airplane flies, 
without any fuel and the sunlight heats our home. Yeehaw! One of these days when the air clears up and the sun comes shining through. Yeehaw! We'll all be singing that free <laughs> bubble up and eating that rainbow stew. You! Wow! Look what you did, Bubba! Way to get the hour finished. We got another hour. Stick around. If you missed anything, we'll be able to say almost exact same words at the exact same time. <laughs> right. <laughs> You're right.